Amen. So, uh, you know, our series that we've been on uh, is called Limitless. We talked about taking the limits off of the way you see a certain thing. Uh, so the first week we did taking the limits off of the way that you see Jesus. Okay. Uh, the second week, last week, I know some of y'all were on vacation. I'm not mad at all. Uh, uh, but last week we did take the limits off of the way you see the church. Okay, um, we, in our first week, we started talking about understanding the purpose of why Jesus came. Um, we talked about separating from the truth of who he really is. We said uh, sometimes we may encounter people or situations who claim to represent Jesus, and they really don't, and in turn, it turns off people from Jesus. So we, we talked about how we have to separate those representation from who Jesus really is, and we talked about removing the doubts. Okay. Then last week, uh, as we talked about the church, we talked about understanding that we, the people, are the church. This is just the building that we are the church. We talked about being the hands and feet of Jesus. We talked about going out into our community. We talked about uh, uh, encountering people who may never walk in the, in the front doors of a church but being the hands and feet of Jesus. And then lastly, uh, we talked about not being singularly focused on how we do church, but who we're doing it for. We talked about not getting caught up in, in systems and, and things and, oh, you know, somebody was sitting that worship song, Jessica went a little long for me, or the bass was a little heavy, and, and, and I don't, you know, the temperature wasn't 98.6, and it was a little hot. No, 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 no. We don't focus singularly on how we do church. We focus on who it is that we're doing church for. So a lot of times we get, we, get, we get caught up and it's just like, oh, you know, I've been here and I'm, I'm sitting and this is my chair and this is where I'm at. No, 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 no. You, you hallelujah, you're here. We're not focused on, 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 on these methods. We're focused on the people that God has called us to reach. And so this week and next week, I'm excited to talk about taking the limits off of the way that we see faith. Taking the limits off of the way that we see faith. Uh, this past Thursday, I had the um, honor and privilege to be able to minister right here um, at Woodland Christian School for their child. Amen. Uh, and there were a lot of kids in here. Uh, and they're all they're in here, and and with kids, you really never know how they're going to respond. Um, and so, uh, Mr. Gordon invited me to to speak at the chapel, and and we talked about faith. And uh, being a youth pastor for a very long time, um, needless to say, when I finally did get on stage, I was in my element, and I was so uh, 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 happy because I saw the kind of their eyes open. You know, teachers know this, they know this very well. When you see a kid's click and you see it click in their eyes, it's a wonderful thing. And so um, that was an, an, an awesome experience. And, and I had, and I wanted to explain faith and I explained faith the way that the Amplified Bible explains faith. And it's this, faith, trust and personal confidence in God and his power and his work personal confidence in God, in his power, and in his word. And so today, that was, that was for, the, for, the, for the high school kids. Today, I want to put some meat on that, if y'all don't mind. I want to add uh, two other ways to describe faith. The first one is this. Faith is acting like God is telling the truth. Acting like it is so, 
even when it's not so, in order that it might be so, simply because God said so. And lastly is this, faith is the pipeline to get God's will from the spiritual realm to the natural, okay? These are the things that we're going to be going over for the, for the next couple of weeks, but I, I wanted to, to add some meat on to that. Faith is a, a subject that I'm very passionate about because for my entire adult life, it's really been for, about me just really walking by faith and seeing the consistency of God in some really awesome. I believe that out of everything that we've discussed these past couple of weeks, taking the limits off, I believe that this is the most important limit that has to be removed for you as a believer. This is the most powerful tool that we have in our arsenal, and we need to know how to use it, we need to know how to access it, and we need to know how to put it into action. So today, next week, Walking through what faith is and why faith plays such a major role in our lives. As I was prepping the message my, my, um, um, this week, and I'm, you know, just kind of downloading everything that God has given me, and I'm writing it out, and I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, and I realized, I told my wife yesterday, I said, you know what, I don't think I'm going to be able to get this in, in one sermon. And normally that's a problem for me. Normally, my family's laughing because they know where I'm going. That's a problem for me because normally I'm not preaching the next week. And then I realize, oh, I'll be back next week. <laughs> we'll just make this a two-week thing. So let's go to Hebrews 11, chapter 1. If you brought your Bibles, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. If you didn't bring your Bible, hmm, but it's here on the screen. Hebrews, or your phone, yes. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says this. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. It says, now faith is the assurance. It is the title deed. It is the confirmation of things hoped for, the things that have been divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. It begins as a fact what cannot be experienced by physical senses. Okay, break it down for me, Pastor Keenan. Can we bring it back to the high school? No problem, I got you. When I make a reservation at a hotel, if I'm online and I'm making a reservation and I'm excited about that and I get on there, I put in my information, I, I put in my credit card after I've searched a diff, couple different sites for the lowest rates, I put in my credit card and once I'm done completing that reservation, they give me a confirmation number, okay? I haven't seen the hotel. I've seen pictures of the hotel, but those pictures could be doctor. But I haven't seen the hotel. I haven't seen the hotel room. I don't know if this hotel exists, but I have something that assures me that when I get there, there is a room with my name on it. I have a confirmation. I have something that is, so no matter what, when I get there, when I get up to the desk, and they say, ask me my name, the next thing they're going to ask me is, do you have a confirmation number? Here's the thing, if I don't have a confirmation number, there's no guarantee that I have a room there. So we oversell how many rooms we have. If we have 300 rooms, we're going to sell 350 just in case 50 people don't show up. But when I have a confirmation that is my guarantee. 
See, my trust and my confidence in God, my faith is my assurance of the things. It is my confirmation of the things that have been guaranteed. See, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, confidence in God. I have a, it's personal. It's not based on mama them. It's not based on grandma them. It's not based on Pookie. It's not based on nobody. It's based on my own personal trust and confidence. Pastor Kena, how do we establish a personal trust? How do we, how do we have a, our own confidence in God? Trust and confidence comes from consistency and reliance comes from consistency and relationship. We have to have a relationship where we are consistently going to God, where we're consistently allowing God to guide and direct our life. It seems that I don't have faith, Pastor. I've been serving God, but, you know, I just don't have faith. Well, I would contend that you haven't consistently been going to God and allowing him to direct your life. Maybe it's a situation where maybe you you keep saying, I keep trying, but it's not working. That might be the problem. You keep trying. But it's my personal trust and confidence in God. We establish that trust. We establish that confidence because we recognize God's faithfulness. We recognize God's consistency. Not just to us. Not just throughout our life. But God has been faithful throughout, and it's because of his faithfulness that we have a personal trust and confidence in him. It's because of his faithfulness, because of what he's done, because of what he's continued to do time after time after time. That's why you see seasoned saints, they'll say, you know what, I know him for myself. My, my mom says, y'all might doubt him, but I can't live without him to him and the consistency in that allows me to build my faith what my personal trust and confidence in who God is it's those things that is the assurance of what I've been divinely guaranteed Pastor Kenny, you keep saying the things that you've been divinely guaranteed. What are these things? What are these things that that you've been divinely guaranteed see this is why relationship is important we need to know what God has said to us. We need to know the promises that God has given to us. Isaiah 53 tells us that we have access to healing. Philippians chapter 4 says we have access to peace. John chapter 15 says we have access to joy. James chapter 1 says we have access to wisdom. These are just a few of the divine guarantees. Faith is the assurance of these promises. And we grab hold of these promises that are God's will, and faith gives us access to move them from the spiritual realm to the natural realm, allowing them to be manifested in our life. Why does faith play a major role? Why is it necessary? Why, why, is, why is faith a big deal? What's a big deal? Because as Christians... As believers, as followers of Jesus, we should be living our life not to please ourselves, not to please those who are around us. We should be living our life to please God and God alone. That's it. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 through 6. I'm going to read it uh, from the message version. It says, by an act of faith, Enoch skipped death completely. Said They looked all over and couldn't find him because God has taken him. We know on the basis of reliable testimony that before he was taken, he, go right here. It is impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe, must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. See, what faith is showing us is that it's not in our actions. It's not in, our, it's not in those things that please God. Faith is how we please God. You say, Pastor, oh, well, I give to the homeless, and, and I go to church every Sunday, and I, and I tithe, and I, I volunteer, and I, and I will do this, and I do that, and you serve, and all those things are good. Please continue to do those things. But understand, the thing that pleases God is faith. It's not what you do that pleases God. Is what you're doing requiring faith to do? Anything and everything is what you're doing requiring faith to do. If it doesn't require faith, it doesn't please God. What are you doing that requires faith in your life? What are you doing that requires faith in your life? If you're giving, praise God, thank you. You're giving out of an obedience, but does your giving require faith? If you're serving, you do that out of obedience, and that's because we do that because that's what the Word of God instructs us to do, but does it require faith? See, a lot of times we'll do things, and the things that we do, it'll be kind of like it'll, it'll, it's in a settled place. Like I'm giving, and I know how much I have. I know what my bank account is. I've done my bills. I've done my budget. Okay, this is how much I'm giving. Hallelujah. I'll give that every month. I'll get, wait a minute. You're not listening to hear what God is saying? No, because uh, God might ask me to give more. Exactly. I'll go ahead and say it. Y'all don't got to say it. I'll say it myself. <laughs> is it requiring faith? This And all of those things are good, but where is the aspect of faith? Where does God get involved in what you're doing? That's the question. Hebrews 11 says, in order for us to even come to Jesus, in order for us to establish a relationship with Jesus, he says the first thing that we must do is that we have to believe that he exists. And then we have to believe that he can. This is so big. It seems small. It seems like it's just a, 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 a haphazard. It's just kind of... This is huge. This is huge. We have to solidify this in our minds, in our spirits, in our souls. We have to be settled in this. If we're not settled in this, nothing else matters. We ask yourself, look at yourself in situations. Do you believe that God is God? And do you believe that he cares about you?
Do you believe that God is God? And do you believe that he cares about you? Whether you're a new believer or you, you've been at faith for a while, this is important. Nothing will work unless we are seated, unless we are settled. When things aren't going well, when life is hard, when situations arise, when sickness arrives, when, when, when things are happening all around you, when, when life seems to be crumbling, when you're in a situation and you, you can't seem to see your way out, have you settled this in your mind? I believe that God is God, and I believe that God cares about me. This is the basis for us going to God. This is the basis for us seeking him. This is the foundation of my faith. This is the foundation of my trust and personal confidence in God, in his power, in his word. This is the foundation for the reason why I can act like God is telling the truth. Because I believe that God is God and I believe that God cares about me. Nothing happens this religious word or this haphazard word that we just throw out when an impossible circumstance shows up. Because we, we've seen people use that and say, oh man, well, I guess you, you, you just have faith. Just, just, just have faith and, and we'll see what happens. Faith is not an excuse for doing nothing. Faith is not an excuse for doing nothing. Oh, I don't need to look for a job. I'm just going to have faith and God will just drop the job in my pocket. No, you don't have faith. You might have foolish, but you don't have faith. Faith requires action. Faith and action walk hand in hand. Faith without action is just an opinion. Opinions don't cost you anything, but faith requires sacrifice. Faith requires sacrifice. Oh, you know, Pastor, I'm believing God for my daughter and my son to, to be saved. Okay, well, then what you doing? Are you spending time? Are you going out of your way? Are you sacrificing your time? Are you sacrificing what your will? Are you sacrificing your emotions? Are you sacrificing your plan? Otherwise, you just have an opinion. Faith requires. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I'm going to read it in the Amplified. It says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. Living our lives in a manner consistent promises. Faith is an action. Faith is also a muscle. It must be exercised. That's why it says walk by faith. Because faith is measured by feet, not feelings. Sometimes your feelings may not line up with your faith. That's why it's called feelings and not regardless of how we feel. Faith is not a wish. Thanks, Juliana. Faith is not a wish. 
a lot of times we say we have faith for something when actually we're just really wishing and hoping. And then what happens is we'll call it faith, and then whatever it is that we're hoping and wishing for when it doesn't happen, or here's a key, when it doesn't happen the way we think it should happen, we say, oh, oh, we try, I tried faith for me. No, 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 boo-boo. Faith works. Faith works. How do you know faith works? There's a whole book and chapter in the Bible called The Heroes of Faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4, says, By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice through Cain, through which he was commanded as Though he died, he still speaks. Verse 5, by faith, Enoch was taken up so that he shouldn't see death. That's the one we read. Verse, uh, 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 verse 7, by faith, Noah being warned by God concerning the events as yet unseen, he, he created the ark, saving his household. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out. Verse 9, by faith, he went to live in the land of promise as a foreigner living in tents. Verse 10, for he was looking forward to the city that has foundations and whose designer and builder is God. Verse 11, by faith, Sarah herself conceived power, uh, received power to conceive even when she was past age, since she considered him faithful who had promised was faithful, and based on her faithfulness in who gave the promise, she had faith. Faith. It's a whole book of faith. Noah built the ark. Abraham received his inheritance land. Sarah conceived the son. You can't tell me faith doesn't work. I see it in the scriptures. I see it all throughout the scriptures, Genesis to Revelation. I a pastor that was thousands of years ago. Touche. Well, let me tell you, I remember speaking with uh, Mike Morse, our, our children's director. I remember speaking with him at coffee with uh, Matt. And I remember talking with him on the phone via text, and he was believed to not have child and that it would be difficult and that wasn't in the picture and they had tried several times. But I also remember Mike and Anita standing out on faith. And I also remember praying with them, believing for a child. And we see the evidence of that faith when we see baby Celeste in our nursery. We see the evidence of isn't real. I remember during the middle of a church service, maybe a little over a year ago, I got a phone call. And it was one of my young adults that was on the phone, and I was talking to her. She's in a hospital bed, and she's tired. Not only is she tired, but she's tired of fighting. And I, I know what that feels like. Now I remember us praying on the phone that not only would she get out of that hospital bed, but that God would do something amazing and miraculous in her life and that it would change everything. Jordy, stand up, please. Woo! 
every Sunday that you come in here and you see her greeting you and you see her on stage uh, 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 during service, this is evidence of God's faithfulness. You can't tell me that faith doesn't work. Every morning I get the honor and privilege to wake up well. I get the honor and privilege to wake up to my son. And he runs in the room at an ungodly hour. <laughs> and he says, good morning, daddy. I slept in my bed last night. And being born 10 weeks early. I remember the doctors rushing in and saying that my wife needed an emergency C-section. I remember that moment. I remember, I don't know if you guys, yeah, you could see it in the picture. I remember being able to fit my wedding ring on his arm all the way up to his shoulder because of how small he was. I remember the doctor telling us all cerebral palsy and the, the lateness of the learning and talking and deficiencies and all these things. And I also remember standing on faith. I also remember uh, uh, the night before the Lord speaking to my wife and giving her a promise and us holding on to that promise for his life. And I look at him now and he's running around this church after service and he assured and reassured of the promise because I have a confirmation, I have the proof. This is why you can't tell me that faith doesn't work. Because I have the confirmation that when we have faith, when we have a personal trust and confidence in God, in his power, in his word, that when we ask, when we fulfill his promise, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Now, am I saying that every time we have faith for something that it will happen? No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is in those instances where we have faith for something, where, where we're believing God and it doesn't pan out like we had desired, and it, and it, and it doesn't uh, turn out the way that we uh, uh, want two very important facts, that God loves us and that God cares about us. When we don't receive what we believe for, we must understand that the reason lines up with these two things. The reason isn't because God doesn't want us to have something or that he's withholding something from us. It's because God loves us and it's because God came middle. That's the thing that, that, that when we're rocked, and we're, we're shaking because of what's going on and because it didn't turn out. And some of these things are bad things that happen. And we're praying for a healing and a healing doesn't happen. Or, or we're praying for something and it, and it doesn't happen the way. And, and we're rocked. This is the thing that resettles us. This is the thing that we have to be settled about. This is the thing that brings us back. About us. This is the thing. This is our faith. This is a walk of faith. Whether it be small things or large things, this is the basis of our faith. This is what faith is. 
And this is why faith plays a major role in our life as believers. It is impossible to please God apart from faith. God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. We have to take the limits off of the way that we see faith. This is our life. This is a walk. This is, this is a muscle. And guess what? Sometimes, you know, when you go to the gym, you don't feel like, well, for me, anytime here, and it gets stronger, and it gets stronger, and it gets stronger. And we are believing God as a church for something huge. We are believing God for a building. In January, we um, need a building. We need a place to be at. And as I've been mulling over this and as I've been believing God for this, there have been some times that for my wife, not just because she's beautiful, but because she loves God and she hears from God. She said this, and this is where I'll close. This isn't even in my message. She said, you believe God for the little thing, and that happens. And then you believe God for something a little bigger, and that happens. And now we sit here on a Sunday morning having services every Sunday and people showing up, people getting saved, believe God for something more. She said, you don't just jump from here to here. It's a walk. So as I walk, and as we walk for a church, as we walk towards a building or towards where God would have us, we continue to walk. It's not just the small things. God's trust and personal confidence is when it comes to Limitless Church. I said, God, this is your plan. This was you. You built this church. You brought us here. You bring us together every Sunday. And so I know that you'll take care of us. So every Sunday we sit here, every time you bring somebody to church, every time somebody gets baptized, every time somebody gets saved, Sierra, every time somebody makes a decision to accept Christ as their Lord and personal Savior, we're walking out that faith. God, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. God, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. And although we may get rocked, and although we may get disappointed at times, and although we, we might not see it, we settle on two things. God loves us, and God cares about us. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much.